This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. And Danny, wow. like, he had a virus, right? You have diarrhea from the meal you guys got him. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, hello, hello there. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Raptors Post Game Show presented by Yahoo Sports and Raptors Republic. Welcome to the show. You, along with the rest of us, watched that Raptors Bucks game. Boy, oh boy. Where do we start with that one? So disappointing, Will. That's yeah. Where we start. Yeah. <laughs> just so disappointing. How are we actually check starting? Your blo- yeah. Check your blood pressure. We're live right now. I'm good. I'm How good. are All you? Right. <laughs> We're actually good. Every- yeah. Everything's okay. okay for you. Have you? Honestly, it was uh, one of the most frustrating losses of the season. I feel like I've said that like three times. Like yeah. I thought nothing would top the Spurs game, but this was they right. They keep up there. on finding ways to top themselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. This is. As far as regular season games, this is really important, right? The Raptors yeah. had three days off. They played on Sunday. You know, they had two practices during this time. They never practiced. They really, really took this opportunity to come in prepared to deliver a win against the Bucks, A must-win, really, um, because the season series right now was, at least was on the line. It, the Bucks are up 2-1. Now they've secured it with 3-1. And, you know, these two teams are jostling for tops in the Eastern Conference, and you figure the Raptors would come out with a better effort, but they were terrible to start the game, just completely discombobulated. Serge Ibaka is running the offense as a point guard for some reason, and it just never really quite got better. Yeah, for me, I look at the team and the way they played in that third quarter. At times, you looked at the body language. It was like it was like they felt they were just tactically overmatched. It's like mm. what we're doing isn't working. You look at what the Bucks are doing, the way they were abusing Serge Ibaka. You know, whether it was a guard uh, in front of him, mm. whether it was inside, they were able to attack him. Um, and then with the Raptors, it was like, what weakness are they attacking on the Bucks? And you couldn't really see it. And then. 
you know, towards the end of the fourth and in the fourth, we I, it was almost like they were saying, okay, you know what, we're just going to try and effort this thing out. And they cut it down to six and they battled, but it wasn't enough. And I think you're seeing uh, a bit of that body language show where maybe they don't feel like they have the tactics yeah. to beat the Bucks right now. Well, it's like, when was their last statement win? When they beat the Bucks earlier in January? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it Without seems, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, and it seems like every single time that this team comes up and they're against something and the narrative should go a certain way and if it's a lower-ranked team like the Suns, like, okay, get your job done and go home and have a dinner with your family. Or when you're playing a really tough team, show up. Maybe, like, beat Houston. Like, yeah. have a statement win. Have those definitive moments. And it seems that the Raptors are faltering. We kind of talked about this, that you have this thought about the Raptors that they choke in the playoffs, they can't show up, and we're seeing that in bigger games now, but it's just interesting when the coach is different, the players are different, why is it that this is the narrative that's following this team when so many things have been shaken up? So many things have been good about this team so far this year too, which is why this is becoming a trend that's kind of disappointing, right? Because earlier in the season, you know, they beat the Celtics, they've beaten the Warriors twice, Things were trending in the right direction, mm -hmm, but for sure. I almost feel like they're part of this team, like that old persona, that old personality, is sort of rubbing off on like Danny and Kawhi now. Like that, they're thinking that maybe things just aren't going to exactly work out in these particular games, where you think that they're going to show up. Yeah, and I think when you look at it with Danny and Kawhi, it's like they're used to that championship pedigree yeah. in San Antonio, where everyone understands their role and everyone executes and you look at this Raptors team it, it, you look at certain guys that are just shying away from the moment and you know it, it, Danny Green you look at uh, you look at him and you compare him maybe to a Robert Ory or a Derek Fisher making that type of impact and that's what you want on a championship team you can't have him being the plus minus god of you know if he's yeah. not there all of a sudden yeah. your team just falls apart yeah. and that's what we saw tonight well that's like 16 points from Kawhi Kyle Lowry had 10 points. Pascal Siakam and the old school bench mob with Serge Ibaka reinvigorated this team and they brought them back from a big, big deficit. And I understand that sometimes the bench is going to have good games and the bench is going to be the one that sparks you. But again, in these big moments, like Kyle, 10 points. And I know that we were all ragging on him. And if you go on Twitter, like it's a lot of, a lot of negativity towards Kyle Lowry. But this I will say is that Kyle Lowry was never the leading scorer of this team. It was always DeMar DeRozan. And I don't know if that's necessarily what he's built for, to be the leading scorer and to run other teams out of the gym on a nightly basis. But we do need some more consistent scoring, some more consistent shooting, be a threat, shoot with confidence, and at least draw the defense so then you can facilitate. He's second in assists in the league. That's what he's good at, right? <laughs> we know he can change the the mood of a game. He can take a charge. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily think it's fair to be like, oh, his shooting sucks, he's not hitting threes. We do need him to hit a few threes, but he's not going to be the one who's scoring 45. That was always DeMar. I don't think that's the expectation, though. Like, we know what Kyle offers, right? It's his but basketball But on Twitter, IQ. it's literally everyone's like, he's not shooting, he sucks, he's got no points. It's like, yes, he does need to, his average should bump up, but he's not the guy. Yeah, but his limitations are becoming more prevalent when he's not shooting well. That's a problem, right? His basketball IQ has always been top-notch, and he's always going to pass the ball well. But in matchups like this, especially against the Bucks, he gets exposed nonstop because it's not a good matchup for him. So where do you go from there when your starting point guard <laughs> isn't exactly mm -hmm. doing it? You go to Fred Van Vliet. Fred played better than Kyle tonight. And you look at the way Fred played against that one win against Milwaukee, right? Fred was great in that game. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. if you compare the way Fred played in that game, he probably outscored Kyle for the rest of the three games Kyle played against the Bucks. I mean, it is just... He had that zero-point performance against the Bucks. I thought it couldn't yeah. get any worse. I almost thought this, in a way, was almost as bad. I mean, he scored 10, so that's obviously better than zero. But, like, yep. if you look... <laughs> yes, that is... It's actually 10 points better than zero. That is, <laughs> that is exactly true. That's but, just math. But here's the thing. Kyle had three assists tonight and yeah. five turnovers. He had three assists in the third quarter alone. The Raptors need to come out at halftime with some sort of effort, right? They, You know, they got into halftime. They couldn't shoot threes at all. It was like, all right, fine. They got... It was under 10 points. It was somewhat manageable. You come out strong in the third quarter, it's a game. What do the Raptors do? It was the complete opposite. They fell apart, and a lot of that was Kyle. He was throwing some awful, awful passes. Just nothing. And was, he missed a layup during that stretch, and I felt like he sort of mentally checked out of that game. He was very frustrated. You could see it in his face. He was frustrated at his teammates, probably frustrated at himself. And when that happened, like, the whole team kind of lost energy. Like, really, this whole game should have been a blowout if it wasn't for Fred Van Vliet. And Pascal, yeah. Pascal Siakam deciding yeah. to basically say we don't yeah. want to go down without a fight. Kyle didn't fight in this game. No. He just didn't. And when could you say that in previous seasons? Kyle was always the guy that fought. This year, there's been a lot of games where he just disappears. And again, tactically, that's something that the Bucks have identified, right? That Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka pick and roll. Mm-hmm. You look yeah. at Serge Ibaka in that first game, the Raptors played in Milwaukee, 30 points, but the Raptors get blown out. Then you look at the, the second game, instead of having Serge Ibaka shoot a bunch of mid-range shots, they had him pop behind the three-point line. Now he's making those shots. But the Bucks will take that all day. Of course, yeah. And then you yeah. saw it tonight where he, where he struggles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, you know, you've negated Kyle Lowry scoring yeah. and Serge Ibaka struggling with his shot. Where are the Raptors going to get their offense from? Well, are they, they need to add a shooter, no? Like, when you look at this team, they're not top yeah. 15 in three-point shooting. They weren't last year either. This is not a new revelation. In the first half, it was like the three-point line on the other side of it was like fire fest. Like, a disaster. Like, there's no answers there. You can't do anything. Like, nothing's going to go right. Like, there's no infrastructure. There's no answers. And that's just not the identity of this team. Like, Danny Green has been fantastic. Fred Van Vliet, Norman Powell... Yep. They're going to knock down some shots for you. But three-point shooting is not necessarily the overarching identity of this team. So if you want to hang with teams like the Warriors in the finals, which is where a lot of people think the Raptors should be, with the Bucks <coughs> in a January game, yeah. who's shooting threes? Because they did a really good job getting into the paint mm-hmm. and scoring early on in the game, I thought. Um, but you need to have a balanced attack. I think our boy Elvis might have this figured out. I like hate to say Elvis, it. Elvis, like the king? Or? Huh? No, a different Elvis, but I'm sure this guy is spot on, too. I hate to say it, but I don't think Kawhi and Lowry play well together. It can change, but I don't want to take that risk. Is it that? Because we've seen them both play well when the other guy is not. So we're moving Kyle to the bench? Kyle leading the bench mob, and you're bringing Fred Van Vliet to the starting lineup? I mean, sold. I mean, why not try it? That he's doing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not buying that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So the solution is not more Fred Van Vliet. Even on a night like tonight. It's not Terrence Ross. This is well. Terrence Ross. We've How many seen points Terrence Ross in Toronto. Over 30? Last, last I checked, he had 30 in that game. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think Against the interesting Indiana. thing yeah. uh, to the point Elvis is making is, you know, I got curious about this with the Kyle Kawhi chemistry. So I looked back at games, uh, meaningful games that the Raptors have played with Kyle and Kawhi together. Um, they've played 22 of those games now, they're 14 and 8 in those games. Um, oh, sorry, fourteen and nine in yep. those games, but they started six and zero, so they're seven they're and eight. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, to be honest, do you know how many teams in that group were over five hundred? Um, I would say most of them. Like okay. the only exception I made was uh, Memphis early in the season when they were playing well. That right. was the only team that I included. 
uh, everyone else is battling for a playoff spot. Okay. So, um, so that's something you see it trajecting down. And I looked at Kyle Lowry specifically uh, over those last 15 games. He was averaging 9.5 points and shooting 22% from beyond the arc. So, yeah. yeah, Kyle was shooting worse than uh, Pascal Siakam. I yep. believe. Yep. I mean, like, yeah, that's not. <laughs> that's, that's not going to be a good thing. Of course yeah. not. Like, I think he's shooting close to where Giannis is shooting from three. I mean, Giannis like, really <laughs> stepped it up recently, but, well, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but no, but it's, it, it, it might not, be that bad. It, it, I think it, it might, might be that be, bad. Like, be. I think yeah. Giannis is shooting like somewhere between like at like twenty percent, and if Kyle's at twenty-two, it's right there. It's like a full right. dry heave, like hit, like you're taking the shot. <laughs> right. Like, oh my god, no, don't do it. Can we can we talk about this as well? Because we're talking about all the players. What about Nick Nurse? Like, where would you rank him out of ten on the job he's done so far this season? I would say overall he's done a good job. I mean, it's sort of been a difficult season where there's been injuries and he's had to sort of like manage games. But I also feel like in games like this, right, you really want to see a coach like come in and bring stability to the team, right? You could tell the Raptors are really emotional at the start of the game. They didn't really play well. And in the third quarter, they're also really emotional and they didn't play well, right? In those moments, you really want to come in, like, drop a nice play, mm -hmm. you know, just get someone in the post or somebody, get them an easy bucket out of the timeout, just organize the team, right? And you look at, you compare them to someone like, I know this is a long answer, but you compare them to someone like Mike Boonholzer, who the Raptors initially wanted to hire for the job, right? Bud had his bucks, regardless of what the Raptors were doing, executing every time down the floor. The Bucks never looked panicked. Even when there was like the Raptors were making a comeback, the Bucks just came down the floor, they executed, they got good shots. They make it, they miss it, it doesn't really affect their mood. Yep. They come back and they execute. Every single time they execute, they run the system. You look at the Raptors, like in, a lot in the third quarter, they were just running isolations, you know, and that's not all on Tyler and Nick Nurse. It's also kind of on the players too, but you know. It's that's where you would like to see the impact of coaching in addition to the fact that he's managing this. I think managing the season, he's done an A-plus mm. job, but within games, it's kind of like a B, maybe a, maybe a B-minus, considering some of the, the crunch time issues. I don't know. Yeah, I think overall, it, it, you'd have to give him a fairly high grade because the other side of the thing I was pointing about, the, the 14 and yeah. 9, is the fact that it's only 23 games yeah. out of the 53 yeah. games that the Raptors have played. So that's the thing that he's had to manage. And so you look at uh, the constant change in the starting lineup, and obviously some of that has been by design with Serge Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas. Um, but him constantly having to adjust, not being able yeah. to find maybe the exact rotation that he wants. And, you know, we, we've seen multiple guys sort of struggle with their shot, struggle with their game, so he's had to manage that as well. So uh, I think it's two-way street, but uh, again, I, I do agree that the late-game execution that we've seen of late, you know, the Houston game comes to... Exactly, the, yeah. lack of, the lack thereof against, you know, Houston, that last shot. You look at uh, the Celtics game, well, both Celtics games on the mm -hmm. road, uh, the Raptors really struggle to execute down the stretch. So I think those are things that he needs to work on. Um, but this is part and parcel of giving the job to a first-time head coach. Well, and I do give I do give him credit for not being afraid to kind of mix it up, like giving Danny Green a game-winning shot, giving yeah. Pascal Siakam for an opportunity sure. to go one-on-one yeah. -on -one if he saw an opportunity for that. Um, but yeah, I think that it's a really good point that you made when you talk about the execution as well. Yeah. Because he Nick Nurse's board game could be strong. He could go into the huddle and be like, "This is what we're." running you go here you go here you go here and if together the group isn't gonna be able to execute that plan yep. it might look bad on the coach and I don't know what they're able to do to maybe I guess bring that ease into the group and that's gonna be on the floor but the execution is obviously a huge thing when it comes down to it Let's keep on sending in your questions folks a uh, good one here from a fella 
Um, has Kawhi hit okay. a wall? Wait, hold on. <laughs> What's his handle? Huh? What's the handle? Plus he, he will remain nameless. Is it okay. you? Okay. No, it's not. Has Kawhi hit a wall? <laughs> He's looking a little bit slow. <laughs> has Kawhi hit a wall? He's lacking a little bit of explosion since the rest week. I mean, he, here's the thing. I have this inkling that a lot of the narrative that the media and like basketball people want to talk about is like, I'm not worried about a game in January. I'm not worried about a game in December. I'm not worried about one game after the All-Star break, but it's like, when do you start to worry then? Because if this is common, the common thread for everything, like maybe we should be concerned. And I'm wondering if the whole rhetoric surrounding this team were like, nothing matters except the postseason. The sitting and resting on back-to-backs doesn't matter. A loss to Boston, it's okay, because it's about the postseason, it's about the end goal. I wonder if that's kind of seeping into the psyche a little bit, and it's not necessarily hitting a wall. Maybe it's just a little bit like lackadaisical, we're cool, our record's good, we'll be fine. But then it's the injuries, too, because we've talked about it as well, that Kyle and Kawhi have not played that many games together. And then in a game like this where it's so important, it's national TV, the Bucks come out guns a-blazing, and you don't have answers for it. No weapons. Huh? Why are you going to go with well, guns? Why are you going to go with guns? Giannis is a weapon, really. That's true. He's a unit. DJ Wilson, Jesus. Come on. Who saw that coming from DJ Wilson? 16 points. Kawhi and scoring. With his jackknife shot? Yeah. Come on. I mean, here's that's the thing, right? What's Kawhi, like... First of all, I want to give Chris Middleton a lot of credit for his defense tonight. Yeah. Like, he played spectacular defense against Kawhi Leonard, and he honestly showed why he's an all-star caliber player, unlike other players in this game. And, like, you know, I mean, you look at Kawhi. I mean, his history here with the Raptors is such that when he has takes some time off, when he comes back after that time off, he's a little bit slow. That's it. Like, it always takes him a while to get into the groove of things. And I think tonight, specifically, I, I think it was really more a reflection of the Bucks' defense. They really did defend him really well. Um, Middleton was really physical against him. That's the one thing that's really bothered Kawhi defensively is just the players are all over him, swarming him. It's happened with Stanley Johnson and Justice Winslow to some degree, and we've seen it now with Chris Middleton. And also, like, did a really good job of closing out the rim. The Bucks are really good with their help defense. Mm-hmm. But just overall, I mean, my bigger issue with Kawhi is not really that his, like, explosiveness or anything like that is not there. It's sort of just, like, does he take ownership of the team in a way where yeah. – it's not even about his individual production because I don't think you can argue with it. Like on the season, he's been really efficient. He's been good on defense. His uh, scoring is like top five, right? So like you can't really argue with that. But in these tough moments, and like a game like today in the third quarter, was Kawhi the one that was taking over and, and getting the Raptors out of their funk? No, not yeah. really. But right? does he feel like he needs to <clears throat> since he's only here for a year? Like, do well, you think I there's mean, an element of like not wanting to step on toes or make it your own if he hasn't made a decision, doesn't know what he's about to do? I mean, at the end of the day, he wants to win, right? For sure, but uh, owning the team and owning everyone's mistakes well, and going to the media and being like, that's he wants on to me, win every single that's game a different story a little bit, no? But if you want to get the most out of your team yeah. and you want to maximize you know, this peak that you have mm-hmm. and you want to take every opportunity you have to get to the East Finals, to get to the NBA Finals, and then see what happens from there, if you see things that are going on that you, you know need to change, then you need to address that, right? right. That's part of the leadership. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe that's part of what pa- uh, Popovich was giving him a little knock for uh, a couple months ago. But um, Yeah, Patty Mills would never let this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, Patty, Patty Mills and his leadership, man. But, you know, I, I think with this performance, 16 points, I'm not going to uh, worry too much about Kawhi. No, that's an oddity. He's, he's, he's better than that. Exactly. Like, yeah. He's been, he's he's been come incredible back and play, all play season. Well. Um, if anything uh, that you would if there's anything that you would criticize about what you've seen from him this uh, so far this season, it's the playmaking, right? And just being able to make others better and, you know, 
yeah. create offense for others. That's the thing that you want to see develop as the chemistry grow, grows, as the uh, team winds down into the playoffs stretch, right? Hopefully so those are the things up, that you want to see change. Down, <laughs> 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 that's, that's the, what happened when we got like demolished by the Wizards. It was like a slow wind down just in time for playoffs. Look, this is the, this is ultimately the issue with the leadership, right? If, if oh, Kyle's, here we go. Here we go. If Kyle's yeah. not taking ownership of the team because he can't really do it <laughs> anymore, like physically he yeah. just doesn't look capable of doing it, right? He can't really take charge of possession after possession as you normally would, right? If he can't do it and Kawhi is sort of, he's kind of like, you know, not, he's kind of like his, his own production is self-centered, right? And so he's sort of a system onto himself and it's sort of up to him whether or not he wants to turn it on or whatever then who does it really fall onto, right? Like today, for example, at least Fred VanVleet and Pascal Siakam decided we're not losing this game. I mean, what they ended up losing the game, but at least we're not losing this game what, by we're 30 points. We're not going to get embarrassed. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. right? And Pascal played his heart out. You saw the way he played defense, like swarming Tony Snell and then going the other way for a layup and just how tenacious he was on the glass and everything like that. Like, that's a guy who was like, in that moment he said, you know what, no one else is doing anything, I'm going to step up, mm -hmm. right? But it shouldn't fall on Pascal to do that. It really shouldn't. Yeah. You have two players on this team, veteran players, who should be the ones doing that. And it, it just, um, you know, I, I just don't think that's really within Kawhi's sort of game. He's, that's not really within his character. And, and if Kyle's not doing it, then who, who is? But then, the, then yeah. with that, so like if, if you have a player like this, right? And he yeah. has a special talent. Like he, he can get 30 any, any game that he wants to. Yeah. But when you have a player like that, like... And I don't want to pin a lot on this on Nick Nurse because there are some like player issues, like guys that just can't do certain things. However, yeah. when you have a player like that, don't you think you should have more like more weak side ball movement, maybe some other player action happening outside of just waiting for Kawhi to hopefully score the ball? Well, so the thing to your point is when you look at the Bucks, right, and the Raptors are ganging up on Giannis and he kicks it out to Chris Middleton or he kicks it out to Eric Bledsoe, they yeah. take initiative. Yeah. Where was that from the Raptors? The initiative right? being that they make the shots that the Raptors don't. They no, attack. No, they, they attack. attack. They, they, yeah. are, they don't hesitate. They're like boom, pass, yeah. go. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's driving in and kicking out to other teammates, whether it's being shot ready as soon as the ball gets to you, there's numerous times where you look at the Raptors and they're watching Kawhi. Yeah, they're not ready for the next play, and then the ball comes to them. They have that split second where they can take a shot, but because they're not shot ready, they can't. And now the defense is in front of them. Kyle's too old to drive by people now, so he struggles with that unless he gets a great Slander. screen. I mean, it, it is what it is, true. though. I know. Unless he gets a screen, I mean that's part of why Jonas is uh, Jonas Valanciunas is missed so much right now, right? He sets great screens and gives Kyle Lowry that advantage, and the Raptors are really missing that. So right we now. see a turnaround in Kyle when Jonas comes back. In I'd like to think you see an improvement, right. but at the end of the day, you also have to factor in how many minutes Jonas gets yeah. to play, and yeah. you don't see him much in the fourth quarter. Um, I think on the season, they're averaging 11 minutes a game on the floor together. So, you know, you, you expect a little bit of an it's uptick, but it's not exactly. Yeah, yeah. and JV's like somewhat matchup dependent as well, yeah. right? So it's not like you could play JV in all sorts of scenarios. And I mean, I, I just think the ultimately, like, the Raptors have to kind of figure this stuff out. They really do. Like, it, it, either they got to talk to Kawhi and say, look, listen, you are the number one guy. And it's, it's like a situation. Like, if you look at the Celtics, if they get down a lot of points, what happens? Kyrie Irving decides, I'm going to take yeah. over and dictate the next 10 possessions. And l if I don't have it, then we're going to lose tonight. But if I do have it, we're going to get back in this game, right? Same thing with, like, LeBron in Los Angeles or, like, Damian Lillard or even Steph. in Portland. Or Steph, even right? KD. KD, yeah, yeah. exactly, right? Um, and with the Raptors, like, there just isn't that guy. Even during these panicky moments, unless the Raptors are sort of playing all out and playing defense, like, 
there isn't that sort of coherent leadership where one guy is like, look, I'm going to take ownership of this team. This is my responsibility to turn this game around. And I don't know, maybe that's too simplistic, but it kind of is a pattern when you look at it in the grand scheme of things. Folks, you're watching Raptors Post Game with Yahoo Sports and Raptors Republic. We're seeing your comments. We're loving them. Keep them coming. A good one here, which is kind of what we're sort of talking about from Sam. Um, this will be a huge tra tra trade deadline for the Raps. Our direction will be dictated. Masai and Bobby got to do something. I think it's coming down to that. And like overarching Bucks Raptors, like, I just think the Bucks have a better personnel. Roster to roster, I do think that the Bucks are just more evenly distributed and have more talent than the Raptors do. And this is their year, the Raptors I'm talking about, to make something happen and go deep in the playoffs. And it has to be happening at the trade deadline because your personnel right now are just not cutting it. I think the Bucks are very comfortable in who they are. Yeah. They understand how they can win games. They understand where they fit around yeah, Giannis. Identity. Exactly. Like big time. Right. And so I think with the Raptors, you're seeing that struggle for the identity because guys have been in and out of the lineup. And I mean, we can talk about a big trade all we want, where you know people are throwing out the names Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, Anthony whatever, Davis. whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. You talk about. Kyle and Kawhi having all this time together and still not being able to figure it out. Now you want to throw another guy into that mix? Where does that get you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. It's <laughs> We're all just like, oh. <laughs> 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 oh, light a cigarette. This is a stress. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Oh, okay. my God. Okay, here's, you got the solution? Here's another way to think about this, right? Like, is it an issue with the system? Because if yeah. you look across the board at how many players are performing up to expectations, um... I feel like it's like Kyle, for example, underperforming expectations. OG underperforming. Fred VanVleet, I would say mostly underperforming, although he's sort of he's leveling. He's leveling off a little yeah. bit, yeah. which is nice. But I would still say on the whole, he's been a little bit disappointing this year. DeLon Wright underperforming, right? You, CJ. Uh, CJ is yeah, oh yeah. CJ. I forgot CJ was on the team. Honestly, no, Norm's it's, back up. He didn't play today. Right. No. It's, it's really Norm that's that's up a little bit. Pascal. Pascal up a lot, right? Surge. And Surge. Yeah. Yeah. And JV was, has been good when he was in the lineup. JV's been JV. Yeah. This is what he did last year in the last, like, five years as well. Like, this is what he is. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm no, not yeah. Gonna, yeah, he's been out about average, right? And yeah. so, like, you Efficient. really look at it, right? Like, is it an issue with maybe the Raptors need to tweak some of the system? Because I think we all agree that the talent on the Raptors is pretty good. If you look at the talent on the Raptors versus the talent on the Bucks, it should be comparable. Yeah. Like, I mean, it really should be comparable when you go down the line. Giannis versus Kawhi. You know, even, right? Lowry versus Middleton. Coming into the year, that was supposed to be even. Right, you got Surge versus Brook Lopez. That's even, right? You got Bledsoe versus whoever. I don't know. That one might be an advantage. But I mean, when you go down the line, Danny? it's not. We didn't even talk about Danny. Danny, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't I mean, know. Maybe that, it's a that was the issue. one thing everyone talked today. about with this roster entering the season, right? The flexibility of the lineups that you'd be able to throw out there, being able to do different things. Um, and you look at last season, what Casey had to do is almost like he was playing whack-a-mole half the time, right? It was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, you, plug it, you plug one weakness, another one pops out because, right. of, because of the way the roster was constructed. That's such a good analogy. Um, and so now you have all the pieces, um, <laughs> but it, 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 Nick Nurse is struggling to bring it all together. Um, whether time is the issue, uh, and now, like you said, we're at the point now where you've only got uh, less than 30 games to figure it like, out now. 
yeah, like yeah. things yeah. are they, dawning, they, and yeah, it's not yeah. like for me when I when they play the Bucks, and it's a game that's so important. The Bucks have games in hand. This is a tie break situation. You need to come out hungry. Like it needs to be a playoff atmosphere, and the attitude on that court in the beginning of the game was certainly was certainly not that. And I don't think you can be like, oh, it's a January game. It's like no, this is a late January <laughs> game against a contender, against the best team in the East, who've proven it again and again to you. What's your response and where's that fight? And it might seem so stupid and so trivial to be like, well, where was like the go get him attitude? And it's like, there wasn't any. And then you saw like Fred and Pascal and that kind of flipped things around a little bit, but you can't wait for that. A team like the Bucks aren't gonna be like, okay, whenever yeah. you're ready, just let me know, we'll check the ball. <laughs> like they're gone down the floor already twice. Yeah. Do you guys think the Raptors would have more wins if Mike Budenholzer was their coach right now? It's not even they'd so much be better wins, right? No, but just they'd be, curiosity. They'd be a better team. Look, no, just they'd be a better yeah. team. Look at the way Bud like structures his mm. offense and his defense. They're disciplined. They execute down like every trip down the floor, right? Whereas the Raptors, I don't know. It's it's really inconsistent. It just is. And they're ruthless in their execution, right? Yeah. They, they identify a mismatch. They identify a weakness, and they will keep hammering you till you call a timeout. Till you make some kind of adjustment. And then they're on to the next. And then they're on to the next. It's like Bill Belichick a little bit. That's what it reminds me of the way you're describing it. And with the Raptors, it's like, okay, well, Kawhi has to get his touches, so we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, doesn't really matter if, say, Pascal's got the hot hand or whatever. This is just how how we're playing now. Um, And so I think there's got to be better tactical acumen from that standpoint. Um, And, yeah, just, just, just that dedication to... We've, we've found sort of a sore spot in the opposition and we're going to attack it till they figure an answer out. I feel like we can talk about the Raptors nonstop. So let's move on to something a little bit more fun. This is supposed to be fun this year. This was the year. Like the uh, well, in the I NBA. mean, <laughs> I know, but that's what happens fun. when there's expectations. Today that's why you got to like, live fun, for actually. no expectations yeah. and then everything else is just a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Will tweeted, right? Not caring about the Raptors is self-care. Yes, <laughs> that's good. I'm, I'm telling you, as a lifelong Raptors fan, that is my genuine advice. I mean, look, follow the Raptors. <laughs> follow the Raptors by all means. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's it's it is going to hurt you a little bit. Uh, I, I would also say this, right? The Raptors have been. They started the year 20 and four. Yep. And since then, they've been just like three games over 500. Just saying. Right. Like they've had a worse record than say the Nets. Over those last like 25, yeah. 26 games, yeah, the Nets are like 20 and five over yeah. the last 25 games. Nets beat them too. Do do. Yeah. Well, Raptors beat the Nets. Don't <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about Karooks and whatever the hell else they have in Brooklyn. Okay, the Raptors still better than Brooklyn at least. For now. Okay, come on. <laughs> Just joking. Come on. I know. Dun dun dun. I really wanted like the lights to strobe down. All right, sorry. Sorry, we're being disrespectful in your house. Yeah, but see, we're having fun. Yeah, we're having fun now. We're starting to smile again. Will's smiling, finally. That's good. I know. There's bigger things left in the Raptors. Like the All-Star Reserve. That's what Gordon. That sounds like the mantra your therapist gave you, right? I care about this too. Four times a day, you're going to tell yourself, you're going to look in the mirror and say, there's more important things to life than the Raptors. Like, that's what it really felt like for me. That's been my personal growth over the last... Five years like, as a person. Do you wake up in the morning and say that to yourself in the mirror? Yeah, like that's his mantra. Yeah. You know, recently I've been waking up like in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and checking my phone to see if like the Raptors are traded for Anthony Davis. So that's not healthy. But that's not yeah. good. I don't know. Seeping don't into know. your subconscious. Gotta get on that melatonin. Yeah. I'm telling you, knock yeah. you right out. Exactly. Okay. It's over the counter. It's safe. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all-star reserves were announced today. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle was one of them. 
Okay, he deserves there to be there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he deserves to be there based it's on what he's done this season. Yeah, it's only because there really is no one else to pick. It's not, well, especially the way he like jumped out Angela Russell, who I think should be an all-star, but... Yeah, you got to do it for more than one year first. Like, look at Kyle. When he first broke in in 2014, he should have made the All-Star team that year, but he didn't. It's right. Because that was the first year it was that good. So next year, D'Angelo Russell will be there. I think we all agree, though, that it should just be the best players. Oh, no question. Like, are the we West over is getting East through. West? Luka Doncic should yeah, be if, an All-Star. Are we over the East West split? Then yeah, you don't no need question. conferences yeah. anymore. It serves no purpose whatsoever other than just making some pretty ridiculous snubs, right? Well, like, and I do understand, it's, it's a little bit different because you do want to represent teams from every market, from every different team, because it's yeah. important for marketing, it's important for mm -hmm. uh, franchises that are struggling that could be overlooked. Like, if you get a representative from the Phoenix Suns, for example, like, that means a lot to that organization who has nothing else to look forward to. But you're to. also, in a way, rewarding poor management, right? Some of these teams that haven't really had anything for all this time, that you want to challenge them to get better and not, uh, not just hand things to them, right? I don't think they think that way. I mean, I, I don't think that's the thought process, but if, right. you, if, you, if you're striving to be the best all yeah. the time, right? If you just have the best 24 players there, I, it shouldn't matter what what team they're really coming. There's from. just so much money to go around for like marketing and sponsorship, <laughs> though, and that's what it comes down to, right? It's like right. who's going to get cash, and if this person is going to be in the All Star game, even though they're on a team that's in a weaker division and our team sucks, that means a lot dollar value bottom line for that franchise. That's fair. I feel like though, I mean, if you're just picking in this format, that you're kind of missing on some of those hidden treats at the bottom of these. Eastern Conference and Western Conference, no? Who are you digging for in the cookie jar? We're like, what Pascal are these? <laughs> yeah, like Pascal Siakam. Like, what are we Pascal looking for? Like, like, like Luka Doncic? Like, Luka Doncic, like... But that goes yeah. back to what we were saying before. Like, you have to do it for yeah, a little a little time. You can't Rudy do it. Gobert, we're talking about the season, though. We're talking about snub. this season. Yeah. No, Rudy Gobert, I think, is a yeah. legitimate snub. I mean, what are you saying about defense now in the league, right? If the defensive player of the year can't even get in the game. Your answer is this. Threes. <laughs> Who can can I see that form again? Are you missing your left thumb? Because <laughs> huh? that did not look like it was going to be straight. That's the Raptor shot, right? <laughs> no left thumb. Boom. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, for Rudy Gobert to not be there, yeah. um, mm -hmm. I think that's, that's crazy. Especially you look at Donovan Mitchell's early struggles. So for U Utah to stay afloat and then now sort of take off. Um, and I think Tobias Harris has a legit beef as well because the Clippers have been so good. Yeah, this is his one chance to make the All-Star team. <laughs> He's never going to make the All-Star team. I'm sorry. Not in the West, not in the East. Well, especially once Kawhi's on that team next year. Okay, come hey, on. Hey, just, hey, just relax. Hey, just hey, relax, hey, okay? We're just, already very sensitive right I now. Mean, right? Okay. Come on, let's not we're go overboard. I mean, I think that that's fair. <laughs> Docking. Don't do this. It's been it's been minus Wait for another day. Not Listen, today. I don't have the same problem that Will has, where I wake up in cold sweats over an Anthony Davis trade. Like he's I good think, now. Though. He's gonna get Melatonin. I think that we talked about this though, <laughs> and it was work. just like we know what it is with Kawhi. Like stressing over something that you have yeah. no control over. And this is just life advice, people. Stressing right. over something that you have no control over. There's no point. So I mean, this is fan yeah. advice. Enjoy really. it while you can. This is fan And advice. try and work within the system. Try and get somewhere. And if you don't, you already knew that there was a possibility that they were going to leave you anyway. It's like a summer fling. Yep. Just like get the most out of it as you can. I'm sorry for <laughs> making that noise, but you know. <laughs> really hammered home the point. Just there. <laughs> <laughs> really just drilled home the point. Exactly. While we're on the, the trade topic, so there was a huge trade today in the NBA between the Dallas Mavericks and New York Knicks. Yeah. Uh, going to the Mavericks. <laughs> We got Porzingis, yeah. uh, Tim Hardaway, Courtney Lee. Um, that's about it. I think that's it. And on the other other way, you got Dennis Smith, DeAndre Jordan, 
and a couple other Two randoms. Picks. Anyways, fair to say that the Mavericks won this deal? Yeah. Chris Tapps is like people he forget has, it. he has the potential to be a top ten player. Yeah. Um, I think he's already at the level where he's probably top twenty. Um, and when you look at his age, he's twenty two or twenty three. I know he's coming off the ACL injury, but like players come back from ACL. Look at Zach Levine. He had ACL injury and then he came back and look at him now. He's averaging like twenty five points a game for a team that never wins. Uh, but you know, still it's Zach Levine's looking body. great. <laughs> but I mean yeah. it is a different body, you're right. But I mean, come on, this is a seven foot three. Like, they call him the unicorn for a reason. Like, yeah. no one is supposed to do what he's doing. Like, he's seven foot three. He shoots threes at like a 40% clip. He blocks tons of shots. He's just exactly the type of player you want to put beside Luka Doc. I can't believe the Mavericks turn Dennis Smith Jr. Yep. and Trey Young and plus some other assets into those uh, into Chris Tapps and, and yeah. Doncic in yeah. a year. That's an incredible rebuild. Now they're set for decades. Can we talk about how quickly, like we heard the news yesterday that Porzingis yeah. wasn't happy with New York management. Then all of a sudden, boom, see ya. <laughs> it, was that, yeah. it happened that quickly. No, like I don't know if I believe that narrative. Like there, these things that have so many moving pieces, like I don't think they get built in two hours. Yeah. Like this was something that was probably going on before. And I, I think that it's fair to kind of be suspicious of any leaks that get made when it's like, oh, we had a meeting with Kristaps and mm -hmm. he's, his, his indication, we left feeling like he might not want to be here. Like that's kind of vague in itself. And we know there's plans and there's agents talking. For me, I'm just like, wow, like New York has this big basketball energy where they're just like clearing all this cap space. Like what conversations have they had where they feel like all these free agents are going to want to come all of a sudden and build something from scratch? Yeah, mm -hmm. they, got Jordan. Like, they got DeAndre Jordan now. Okay. They're good. Well, poor he's DeAndre Jordan. best friends with Kevin Durant. BFF? Quote unquote. Just like how Gravis Vasquez was the key to the Raptors signing Kevin Durant. Remember that? <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. It was like, Gravis Vasquez was like high school, was it like high school teammates or something like that? Yeah. yeah. With yeah. Katie, and I was like, man, you know, Katie's going to consider the Raptors. But isn't that kind of wild for Jordan? It was like, we want you to come to Dallas, and then the Clippers teammates are like, no, we're going to lock you in a room, you're going to stay with us, and he finally gets there, and then he's there, and it's like, actually, no, you can go now. Yeah. <laughs> We've moved on from you. That is just one of the craziest, yeah. like, Twitter moments ever. The right? emoji wars. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. so strange. Yeah, it's right up there with uh, um, the secret door, right? Chris Paul and the secret yeah. door. Yeah, <laughs> even the burner accounts from KD. Like, there's been a lot of moments recently where you're just like, thank you, Twitter, for being alive. Yeah, yeah it's right it. up there with uh, waking up in the woods when you're camping and all of a sudden Kawhi Leonard has been traded for and he's on the Raptors now. You were oh, camping? Oh, yeah, and you couldn't camping? do it. I was full out camping. <laughs> I, I was. I was he chiseling an article into a tree. <laughs> no, for real. I was like, my scripted. I'm like walking around Algonquin like trying to get reception. <laughs> You're like, who else is in the trade? Who else is in the trade? Oh my god, we got five million dollars in the deal. It's like it was only Damar and Yaka Pertle. I mean, it was a it, that was a great big morning. ugly. That was a great big Put yeah. That's, that's that's really that's that's unfortunate. But it's that it's was not the it's, best open gym moment. What's up, big ugly? You're like, what? Did you just call him? How disrespectful. <laughs> The oh, Big man. Ugly, that was, that, what better way to just wrap it right there. Okay. Okay. The Big Ugly, All right. um, that was a lot of fun, guys. Great time. So thank you guys for watching. We'll see you again. Have a fantastic night. Goodbye. Oh, good. I have to wake up in four hours. Cool. Why did Friday, you... Feb 1, the Raptors will not practice. Sorry. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, why would you practice? Cool. There's nothing to work on. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? 
In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.